Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, the Association of Common Sense Masculinity is proud to present the exciting, the thought-provoking Can-Am Soup, an entertaining, genuine, and often meandering conversation between two friends. And now, the stars of our show, Jeremy Gertz and Todd Fuss. Hey, Todd, how you doing, brother? Good, Jeremy. How about yourself? Oh, good, good. As good as be, be expected. <laughs> we had a little pre-show ramble. Things are, uh, they're different right now. It's, uh, it's nothing really bad, but how's your week been? Uh, you know, busier than normal, or, well, more eventful than normal. Uh, I left the house every day. How's that? Look at you go, Todd. Yeah. Look at you, your social butterfly you're turning into. <laughs> eh, I'm just trying to spread my brand of misery. I mean, uh, good humor everywhere. <laughs> right on. So why, why were you leaving the house so much this week? Uh, like buying things? or No, Monday I was uh, bush hogging some more. Uh, Tuesday had the GMC getting serviced and ordering some well, not me. There's a recall on one of the modules, so they had to see the vehicle. Yep, it, it needs a recall, so they ordered it, and then I go back next Tuesday uh, for two hours so they can do the recall. Hmm. Uh, Wednesday, I was... What did I do Wednesday? Oh, we were going to uh, close on that property we were buying from the tax sale, but the... Uh, County manager got the flu, so that's next Thursday, Valentine or well, it's on the fourteenth, whatever day of the week that is. And then, uh, so instead of that, I did some running around and did some more work on the tractor. Uh, yes, it's brand new, but it's still a tractor. So every time you use it, something breaks. It's like a law. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Hmm. Uh, and so did you, the property on Bushhagen is so bad, you know, anything that hangs off the tractor, like a light, a door handle, it's just open game. Oh, wow. Okay, a couple of things. I, I have two questions. One is about the Bushhog, but we'll get to that. What, what's this? Did you talk about this property you're buying? I don't know if I've heard about this. I've mentioned it briefly some time ago, like in okay. passing. Um it's we've known about it since we've been here. It's just one it's point nine nine eight acres. So I just call it an acre. Um it's roadside on a inside curve. So uh you know, it's just a one acre strip of land that the county took uh if somebody didn't pay their property tax a couple years. Um. And uh it's just been sitting there, sitting there, sitting there. So Danette hmm. called the county several times, and finally, we nailed the county manager down. He's like a mayor. Is that in fact that's his duty title, county mayor? But huh. in any other county, it's called a county manager. But anyway, uh, the county actually forgot all about this piece of property <laughs> that they had it, and they, you know, took it. Mm-hmm. People who owned it are probably dead. Hmm. I don't know. Um, so what's your plan with it? Like, where is it 
in relation to your place? I can see it from where we live, but you can't oh, okay. really get there from where we live except on the road. And that's taken the long way. As the crow flies, hmm. I can, it's right across the street from no kidding. the 35 acres we bought in November of a year ago. Mm-hmm. And uh, anyway, uh, just, you know, it's land, it's up here, and it's for sale. Um, and it's probably like, there's no buildings, it's not developed at all? Oh, God, no. But there's a couple of, of the acre, it, there's probably as many very large hardwoods that you could probably get on an acre. Uh, and they're walnut. So if I took the walnut, oh, wow. that's one tree would pay for the land. Really? Yes. That's cool. Uh, that's cool, man. Now, the, I don't really like talking about this because I'm not patting myself on the back. When I say this, it is literally only to say I feel blessed. That's all. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, when the lady we helped with the camera that owns the property down the road, she bought mm-hmm. 10 acres for $24,000. I'm not very good at math, but that to me is $2,400 an acre. Mm-hmm. And then we bought the 35 acres right after that for 1500 an acre, all fees included. Oh, wow. This is $1,000 for one no acre. No kidding. Really? Yes. That's crazy, man. So what I'd like That's- to do... Is buy it, get a couple of the big hardwoods off of it, if it's even feasible, since it's right on the road, you know. Yeah. Um, and then sell it for, you know, $2,000. Double my money, plus the money for the wood. Good, you know. That's crazy. That's cool, man. I can't believe and land the, is uh, that the cheap. 35 acres we bought because it's. Next door to us and right in front of us, it's a buffer, you know. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. And now <laughs> there's people two away. other pieces uh, that we're looking at that we'd like to buy also as that buffer. <clears throat> you know, soon when you look at uh, a map of the area when you live, you know, got like Knoxville, Tennessee. This can be Toddsville, Tennessee. <laughs> Hey, you know. Yeah. Toddsville County. It's got a good ring to it, doesn't it? <laughs> nah, I That's don't know. Cool, I'd probably go Fussland. <clears throat> Fussland. <laughs> Fusslandia. <laughs> That's cool. Okay, now the second thing. Well, your bush hog. So is that a tractor-mounted thing? Yeah, it's a three-point um, off the bat. Uh, okay. It's just a small 60-inch. Small, 60 inch. Yeah, five and it, What is it, kind of like a... Oh, okay. Like, uh, is that like a Dixie cutter? Or is it different? Like a rough mower or... Yes. Okay, gotcha. It's the, uh, what do they call it? Um, rotary brush cutter is what it... Oh, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, Bush Hog is a name brand. Yeah. But everybody isn't calls Bush Hog- Kleenex Kleenex. I don't care where you buy it. Yeah. Because anyway. isn't the the bush hog, isn't that like the walk behind thing you see the ads in Popular Mechanics magazines for? No. That's a DR a field and brush mower. That's, yes, that's what I was Have thinking. One okay, of those that's where too, I was confused. But not one of the big ones. Hmm. 
I, I got the, uh, it's like a foot and a half wide weed eater version, but you can also put oh, a, okay. a big blade on it, which is what's on it right now. I'm going to go test it. Uh, I was going to do that yesterday, but uh, no. Because hmm. it's been really right warm here the last seven days until yesterday, and now it's 50 degrees pouring down rain oh, wow. for the next four days. Hmm. Yeah, we ended up getting like three inches of snow overnight. It was weird because they didn't even call for snow in the forecast. And yeah, you see, I'm pretty fussy about keeping um, my driveway nice and cleaned off. And when was it? Sunday. Yeah, last Sunday was is actually my birthday. And oh, well, um, happy birthday! I yeah, I know but, about that. Thank you. I'm a bad <clears throat> yeah, I don't. No, I don't like people to know about it. Um, maybe after it doesn't bother me, but so we were at church. You know, we volunteer for the nine o'clock service, the eleven o'clock service, and then we're coming out. And our church is a is a big church. It's the largest attended church in Canada. And after the service, like like we're kind of we just built this new expansion, and it's huge. It's like four stories and. That's where all the, the children's ministry stuff happens. And so we're in there and we're cleaning up and, you know, the kids are picked up. And then, you know, I'm I'm like the three, four coach. Steph's a grade one, two coach. And so <clears throat> it's our job to just make sure everything's cleaned up, put away. So we're always like the very last ones to leave. And then we come out and you kind of go down this long corridor into the main atrium. And it's huge. It's a big, like they've got this big water wall. Like it's like glass plates with a waterfall on it. And that was probably at least like 50 feet wide. And I think the roof is about 60 some feet up. I, I asked what it was exactly, but it's huge. And um, there's still a lot. I don't know. There's still probably like three, 400 people in there, maybe five or 600 people. Because the services get about 2,500 people each service. And we walk out and be like, oh, happy birthday, Jeremy. I'm like, oh, thank you. And like our kids hang out with all their friends. And so there's a group of about like 15, 20 teenagers there. And all of a sudden they started singing happy birthday to me. And I was like, mm. and then people that are close proximity look and start singing. <laughs> and I had the entire atrium singing happy birthday to me. And I turned so red. Like Steph said, she's never seen my skin that color before. I was so embarrassed. It was, it was horrible. I was so mad. <laughs> Ugh! Everybody stops and they're all staring. Saying "Happy birthday!" Oh man, it's brutal. But anyways, that wasn't the point of the story. We had a whole dump of snow, and then the kids, like Isaiah, was playing. We have this night of worship on Sundays, and it's it's really good. It's like a worship concert. It's just phenomenal. But Isaiah's playing lead guitar for that, so we had to stay and rehearse. And then the kids wanted to stay to set up, and so then they literally stayed at church all day. And then Steph and I went out for lunch. It's kind of nice. And then we got back and there's like, I don't know, six, eight inches of snow. And I thought, I got to get this looked after. So I jumped in the Bobcat, put the snowblower on, blew all the snow. And then we've got like an eight foot sweeper. And I'm like, I want to sweep it too. Like, I, I like it. I love it when there's like a foot of snow on the ground and I've got black asphalt everywhere. That's just, I don't know what it is. I love having things nice and tidy. So I get it all cleaned up and just looks phenomenal. And then I wake up this morning again. I'm like, ah, oh, man, 
There's more snow. I had a, I had the driveway perfect. Like it looked like a summertime driveway with a foot of snow around it. It just looks so good, you know? It looks like, hey, that person cares about they, they look after their stuff. And that, that's what I like to do. I don't I don't like walking around like from here to the shop and getting my feet wet every time. I like going from the house to the shop. And as soon as I walk in the shop, there's no wet footprints behind me. I just I don't know. I'm weird like that, but looks like I'm gonna have to do some uh snow clearing this afternoon so what year were you but born? uh why is that I'm curious oh how old am i uh, 1980 okay yeah 44 years old that's getting up to old farts hey yeah you're still <laughs> not gonna catch up with me <laughs> no that's true that's true but um wow. yeah <clears throat> so that was good it's uh it's nice wow 13 I, years older I, than you Right on. So you're 57? If we were in the 1700s, I could be your dad. That's right, hey? <laughs> Or a grandfather. <laughs> Way back in those days, hey? <laughs> yeah, we'd both die of cholera by the time we're 20. <laughs> That's, right. That's right. We'd be living legends to be as old as we were in the 1700s. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> He's a ghost. No, I'm alive. <laughs> Oh, fun stuff. <clears throat> oh, I got this really cool book. Just kind of thinking about history. Um, oh, what's it called? I don't have it in front of me, so I don't know the exact title, but it's like The Knights Templar. And it's a, the his, historical account of The Knights Templar. And it kind of, I've only started, I think I'm only at page 50 or something, but it is very fascinating because it goes way back. The part, it, it has a couple sections. Part of it's like the myths. I haven't gotten to that part yet, but... This part is like the his, the actual history of the Knights Templar. It is interesting, man. Very interesting. It is. It doesn't end well, but, you know, not to spoil it. but No, I know it doesn't end well. That's where Friday the 13th comes from. Yeah. And, uh, you know, there was a king of France. Oh, yeah. Went in and just wiped them all out, their whole families. It was like a genocide. Well, I mean, that is a way not to pay your bills, but... Mm-hmm. You know, probably not the best thing for the afterlife. <laughs> mm -hmm. And then the, the, it's interesting because I've heard a little bit about the connection between them and the Freemasons. Um, I haven't gotten to, I'm trying not to rush ahead because I want to actually get the whole context. Yeah. And I want to learn where they started because I think it would be helpful. But it's it's interesting. I know there is a connection. Um, I don't know. It's kind of cool. But it's really interesting because the person who wrote it, he's a secular author, and it goes way back into the Old Testament and all these accounts. And it's so interesting. There's so many things that are accounted in the Bible that are also recorded in other historical documents that aren't the Bible, you know? And so, you know, as a, as a, a I'm a person who believes in the Bible to be true. A lot of people don't. But it's so interesting that so many of these stories, so many things that happened, even if you don't believe in the Bible, there are other books where these things are recorded. And so it's really cool to learn, to see those manuscripts and, and see like, it, like, uh, it's just, I don't know, I, I'm finding history is so interesting. And then even when I look at these old things, um, like, I kind of realized that wasn't actually that long ago. You know, I've, I've lately I've had this perspective, like, 
like there's these old stories in the Bible. And when I was a kid, I was like, oh, that was so long ago. Bible times. Wow, that's ancient. And, and, and yeah, it kind of is. But um, like King Nebuchadnezzar, um, you know, he's Daniel and the lion's den and stuff. Oh, who was it? Alexander the Great was in King Nebuchadnezzar's palace. And I always think Alexander the Great is not that long ago. And I have a, I, I have a, I realize now my, my view of history is kind of convoluted. It's not accurate, but I always think Alexander the Great, oh, wasn't he like a Russian? Did, but it's just, it's interesting. It's just so fascinating to, to look into it. And then that's part of the reason why I find masonry so interesting is because it's historical and you can go back. And then this with the Knights Templar goes even back further. And then there's even, I mean, I don't know for sure, but there's even people have said that speculation like um, like Freemasons go way back into the biblical times. You know? It's it very fascinating. Very interesting stuff. But I picked that book up in Great Falls, Montana. Cool. Yeah. <clears throat> My in-laws are going to be up there. No, uh, oh, are they? Yeah, they're, they're taking a RV trip. I was just going to say in their motorhome. Yeah. Are you going to have to go bail them out halfway along the way or something like that? <laughs> no, because with that RV, I am uh, uh, kind of like you with a certain conversation we had before the show. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> eh, you know, you made your bed now, you know. Just saying. Have a good sleep. <laughs> yeah. I'll pray you for the hips. Lay in the bed you make. Yeah. Hmm. Um. I don't. Now, I say that, but, you know, if something were to happen, yes, I'd go take care of it. But. Yeah, yeah. So I updated, uh, I swapped out my computer that I bought last, well, last week, yeah. I think I saw a little picture it, of it. Yes, yeah, when I was editing the the knives that other people did for the build-along. Um, yeah, no, so I went in there, no questions whatsoever. It's like, oh, yeah, and I mean, I, I wiped it, and then I had edited one video, so I probably spent like four hours on the computer, but I still like, you know, tried to make sure I didn't have any fingerprints on it, leave it pristine, and they're very friendly. They're like, oh, yeah, no problem whatsoever. Just paid the difference, done, and... uh the good news is when I'm editing now, the new one doesn't pop up. It says your hard drive's almost full. So that was nice. I, think, I can't believe how fast it is, man. I, I dig. It's nice having good tools. You know, when you got something to do, it's nice having good tools. Yes. Dig it. Well, I don't know if you <clears throat> I don't know if you received it, but did you get a I Instagram message from me? No. All right. I saw something. When did you send? I immediately and only thought of you when I tried to to send it to you. It was a Instagram reel, and I wanted to see it because there was a one of those little uh, mini trucks that we talked about that you wanted yeah. to get, but it was all painted up as like it was a Milwaukee tool. Oh, and no it kidding. had a bunch of Milwaukee pack outs in the in the bed, um, and I'm like, Jeremy needs this. 
Yeah, I need that <laughs> in my life. Need that. That's cool. I, I did buy a Milwaukee tool this week. <laughs> it's, do you think it's a, like a mental illness that I have? Well, I I, I'm assuming so. at some point, at least every other week, if not every week, there'll be um, Milwaukee, Surly, or Camera, you know, coming, yeah. you know, being smuggled into your homestead somewhere. You know, I, I come by it honestly. I don't smuggle anything. <laughs> <laughs> was building, oh, no, I'm uh, not smuggling it past Steph. No, she's she's fine. You know what? Tools. I need tools to do things. I'm just that's joking. It. I know. <laughs> if I was smuggling, I wouldn't be talking about it on the podcast. <laughs> yeah, one of the best things I heard, um, you know, the because like women sneaking Amazon into the house. You know, the male version of that, the memes on Instagram <clears throat> or whatever, or guys going to the gun store. Mm. The best thing ever is you take an empty pistol case. And show it to your wife oh, as you're leaving. Hey, I got to go get this worked on. I'll be right back. I'll be back yeah. later. And then you come back with yeah. your new gun in the case that was empty when you left the house. Yeah. Yeah, they did a good job. They got all cleaned up. Look how good it looks. Yeah. It looks like it's brand new. Yeah, it's even got new Man, tags on it. Yeah, those guys do good work. Uh, they're not new tags. They're, those, they're the pistol version of those paper things <clears throat> the car dealer the mechanic puts under your gas pedal. Yeah, it's a little service report. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, I was building a, a miter, like, table, in-feed and out-feed. Yeah. And, man, I've never noticed this before. I don't think it's happened to me, but I, I thought, I was debating for a long time, how should I do it? Should I make it, like, cabinets, you know, with a really nice plywood, and I'm, like, expensive, takes a long time, and I'm, like, maybe I'll make it out of steel because I've got probably like 300 feet of four inch C channel. Um, and I'm like, I'll do that. But I'm like, that also takes a long time. I don't need it to be that beefy. And so I was like, you know what? I'm just going to get some two by fours. I'm going to build it functional. It's not going to be like a nice piece of shop furniture, but I'm just going to make it work and it's, it's going to be handy. And so I got two by fours and I was, you know, building everything on my big, like four by eight foot workbench and, you know, making sure everything's all flat on the, you know, assemble the top down and stuff like this. And then I look at it and I'm like, I've got two by fours that are sticking proud. And I'm like, I didn't line them up. And I, I was looking, the bottom side's perfectly lined up. The top is proud. And these two by fours fluctuate about, I would say some of them are an eighth of an inch thicker, like on the three and a half dimension. They're like three and five eighths and some are three and a half. And I'm like, what is going on? And I had this thing all built already, and I don't want to stick my, I just did MDF, three-quarter inch MDF on top of that, but I didn't want it to be all cattywampus or have a bow in it, so I needed a planer. You know, it just, it's how it works. I, I had to go get a an M18 uh, handheld planer, and those things are pretty handy, man. They work really good. I was able to just go and trim these two-by-fours so everything's nice and flush. Mm, I dig it. That was my tool. Cool. But you know, it's not like I just, I've wanted one for probably a year and a half for other things. And I realized, oh, I can do it a different way. And I actually got out, I've got a Makita three by 24 inch belt sander. Old classic, man. This thing's heavy. It's phenomenal. And uh, it just wasn't doing the job very well. And so I thought, I got to get a planer. So I did. 
And I also put up a French cleat ball. Dude, man, I've uh, now that I have one and building like different shelves and boxes for different tools, I'm like, dude, those things are handy. I like them. Have you ever, because you, have you had, I, you know what they were, but have you ever had one in a shop? Not in my shop, but I've actually built them for someone else. And I've used oh, okay. them. Um, yeah. When I was going to put one in my shop, I didn't because there were some competing kind of styles and I was trying to see mm-hmm. which one would actually be best uh, mm-hmm. for my usage. And when I, when I do it in this shop, I'm going to do a, a style of French cleat wall. Hmm. Yeah, man, they're, they're handy. There's a lot of tools that I just keep in their plastic boxes, like trim routers, my jigsaw, all these things. And it, whatever, it, it's fine. But I'm also kind of like, those are tools I don't use all the time. But it is so nice when I want it, I can look. I, I know exactly where it is because it's visually just sitting there. And so many times I'm like, oh, which, because I've got a whole bunch of, like my workbenches have cabinet drawers in the front of the shop. And there's probably about 12 of these cabinets and they're not, I didn't take the time to organize them properly. And so I'm like, Oh, which one is it? In? And I'll sometimes look through like nine cabinets before I find the tool that I want. And it's just a little frustration. I'm like, ah, this is dumb. This frustrates me. And now I'm like, you know what? Let's get this router out of its little plastic box. We'll keep the plastic box for the guide or whatever accessories it has. But I have a roundover bit, which is what I use most all the time with this thing. And if I just have it sitting right there and I need it, I can grab it, plug it in, and then put it back. And it just, it's amazing. Like, sometimes I think this is just being a little bit too fussy. Like, I'm like, I'm being a little ridiculous. But when you remove all these barriers to getting something done, excuse me, it's amazing how, how enjoyable it is, you know? Like, phenomenal shop organization I used to wonder if it's worth it. I'm like, that's just a guy being with too much time on his hands. He doesn't, he doesn't have anything to do. But man, I like it. I, man, oh, I'm digging. I'm digging it. Even so much I made like uh, when we stained signs, I had some signs to do yesterday afternoon. But on Wednesday, I made a little uh, French cleat wooden box with a nice slot on the front of it. And so I take my disposable gloves that we buy at Costco and I drop it in there. <laughs> and so now they're on the wall. <laughs> I'm like, this is so nice. <laughs> I'm getting a little carried away. <laughs> but it's good. It's all right. <clears throat> You've been out doing anything shop or just mostly tractor stuff lately? Tractor stuff. Right on. How's your new tractor running though? Good? Yes, but it's very... Um, Very angering, very cringeworthy, very, a lot of emotions using a brand new tractor, how I'm using it right now. Not that I'm misusing it. It's just the area, the land I need to clear is so overgrown with uh, bramble, thorns, uh, saplings, uh, you know, 
anything hanging off this tractor is liable to get knocked off. So oh, wow. I broke one light twice. Uh, oh, wow. I completely bent uh, one of the steps to get in. Uh, that's oh, wow. $76 U.S. Uh, the... Hmm. And then, yeah, uh, that's crazy. Yeah, I uh, just completely foobarred the blades on the, which, you know, they're a consumable, so you you know the blades on your brush hog are going to go bad, but, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I could imagine, especially for, like, saplings and stuff like that. Like, yeah, the thing's I had rated like a- for two inch and I've cut things that are closer to three, three and a half. And it did it. You know, I've only broke one shear pin. So that's not bad. Oh no, no, no. I mean, it's, it's working great for the size it is. I need bigger, but I'll just continue doing it with this. Uh, cause that's what I got. Yeah. Yeah, I did some experimenting with it because I had one of those, like, what was it, uh, like Dixie cutter things, and I end up yeah my what I was doing was basically just prairie grass, like overgrown prairie grass, so really not that hard on it, but every now and then there'd be some rock you didn't see, and that would do bad things to the blades, and I could get blades like that. I can find the exact same ones out of the states, but I did some experimenting with. Uh, something else so the way mine was i've got like a main it's a single blade and i got a main blade in the center and it goes out maybe a foot in either direction from its rotating point and then there's a big pin and then you put your the, the blades bolt onto that yeah that's how and they can is. swivel yeah and so what i would try doing is instead of bolting new blades on I, i'd experiment like one time i just put like chain regular chain and and again, I'm just cutting grass, right? Like trying to knock down grass every year to, you know, as a fire preventative thing. But, um, and then I did like aircraft cable, like that type of heavy metal, metal wire, metal cable. Tried a bunch of different things and some of them work better than others. But it's funny, like it, you, you wouldn't think you were doing any damage or hitting any rocks. And I come back in and all of a sudden I notice my swath is getting narrower and narrower. And I look and like, I don't know where they're going, but these chain links are disappearing. (laughs) I'm like, so I'd go buy a heavier, like really good quality grade chain. And it's just weird. But. Yeah, I think. How much is a set of blades for yours? I already got this under control. Um, I'll probably get a larger one, say 10 or 12 foot wide uh, to keep it. Under control, you know, that way it's faster to do. But I yeah. just don't want to buy something new. When when the one I got, it's not new, but it's only five years old. And I've only used it, you know, two or three times prior to this. And now I'm asking it to do things that's not really, uh, it's, you know, it's out of, I'm asking it to punch above its weight class. So. Yeah, I got you. So what's uh for clearing this land is just just because you want to have it looking nice is that yeah, what you're just, doing it's it? It's going to be plans? an extension of my front yard, front yard. Oh, okay, right on. 
You just like mowing that much. No, I hate it. But, <laughs> um, you know, my wife said, hey, this is what I'd like you to do. Yeah. Okay. It is nice, though. Like, it's the same thing with a nice cleared off driveway. You got, like, you get just, like, uh, overgrown land or something like that. It's just, meh. If it's with an eyesight, it's always like, man, it'd be nice to knock that down and have it a lawn, you know? We made a, not a mistake, but when we bought our other land, our 13 acres, and it was native prairie, and uh, I've heard people say that they know for a fact that over 150 years, there's never been a crop planted there. It's always just pasture land, and I get it. It wasn't, I don't think it was, the soil was terrible. Like, our garden had a heck of a time. It was just bad dirt, but... um. I got carried away when I was mowing it down because we were kind of creating where our yard is going to be. And we didn't know exactly where it was because we didn't know exactly where the house was going to be. And so I said, well, let's just mow a huge rectangle. <laughs> and so I think I did like four or five acres. And uh, maybe not that, maybe like three or four. But I just mowed this whole thing, like when we were first out there. We didn't have anything out there. We'd just go out there and hang out and have campfires. But I'd go out and be like, let's mow this lawn. And then we just continually maintained it. And that's like, it was weird. Cause if we had maybe taken this land, put a house on there very first and then decided where the yard would be, we would have much less to mow. <laughs> it would not be as big as it was, but because I did like fence to fence and just started at the front of the property and working my way back. It, granted it was nice. Cause you know, kids could play baseball, football. Uh, you, Isaiah would golf out there. And, and so it was nice to have a huge yard, but and at the same time, what are you going to do with that? It's native prairie grass. It'll grow up to like two, three feet high in the wind in the in the summer, and then be yellow and dead in the winter. It just doesn't look good, you know. So, I get it. I kind of get what you're doing there. Got to keep a guy busy, you know. Yeah, I'm just. Hey. It just bothers me more uh, paying that much for this brand new tractor and then it getting beat the poopy head back. <laughs> yeah. Whatever. Yeah. <clears throat> I remember talking about that when you got the tractor. I was like, man, I'd be so nervous to pick up a load of gravel with that bucket. But uh, that tractor's working good? Yeah. Right on. Yeah, I mean, yeah, there's a couple things I don't like, but that's with everything, you know. Mm-hmm. Oh, right home. Just got any plans for the weekend? I did, but the weather said, no, you don't. What were you going to do? Uh, continue, because ah. the, I got the, the new blades for the bush hog. I need to put those on. But it may be one of those things that you can't do by yourself. Mm. Literally, part of it has to be done on top of the and part of it underneath. And the blades are kind of heavy and awkward. Hmm. So, yeah, yeah. I don't know if I can do it by myself. So, I was going to start doing it yesterday, but, and I don't know why. When I got back from getting Danette's uh, Forerunner serviced, um, the wind picked up a little, just a, like it wasn't windy. It was just 
a constant breeze. But it was cutting me to the bone. It wasn't even that cold. But I don't know what it was. Hmm. Maybe hmm. one of those things. I don't know. Yeah. And there was a that lot happens, of moisture in the air because it started pouring. It was overcast. Wind started. About 55 degrees Fahrenheit. So it was not cold, but that wind was just to the bone. I don't know. Hmm. It's weird how that works, isn't it? Yeah, now today, it's still... 55 degrees, but I swear it feels like it's 30. Because mm. of all the, because it's pouring down rain. Yeah, yeah. Reminds me of England. Good old England, eh? Oh, yeah. <clears> hmm. <throat> yeah, no, it's, weather's weird like that. Like, I'm, I'm glad we're not super cold now. Like, I think we're minus five Celsius, so I don't know what that is, like. 28 Fahrenheit or something not bad but yeah there's a couple of times when I was even in the shop and my the shop is warm like the shop is 65 70 <laughs> like it's really warm in the shop and most of that is due to the fact that I don't have fine control over the boiler system it's just kind of on and so when it's really cold it gets down to like 55 in there but and then as soon as we're you know, as soon as spring starts to show itself, I just shut the boiler off. But it's not like I can fine-tune the heat in there. But um, the other day, I was like, it's 65 in here. And I was like cold all day long. And it, it it must have to do with like moisture in the air or something like that. Like I was chilled to the bone all day long for no reason. I was working. I was moving. It's not like I was just sitting editing or something that day. But just weird how some days it just get you. Yeah, I think, I think that's what it is. It's just... Moisture, temperatures just right, um, and it just bad. Because mm -hmm. I have been so wet and miserable, and it was twenty degrees Fahrenheit, right? Mm -hmm. And it wasn't as bad as when it was, you know, forty-five degrees Fahrenheit, working in the rain. Yeah. It just, ah. I hear you. Yep, yep, yep. When I was, mm. I don't know what possessed me to do this. Probably I was so miserable. I was at work on the fly line in the military, mind you, in the military. And we had been working, we'd already been working, um, 14, almost 15 hours, and we were changing a flap on the trailing edge of the wing. So we're not only working in the rain, but we have this enormous gutter called a wing pouring water onto <laughs> us. We can't get the plane into the hangar because the hangar's full, and, and it has to be done, right? Whatever. Yeah. Whatever. In reality, the thing could have waited, until we were done with one of the hangers, I think our bosses are just a-holes. Uh, they wanted to see us miserable. Because they sit there yeah. in the truck and watch us the whole time. <laughs> Sipping their coffee. Yes. Eating burritos <laughs> and snicker bars <laughs> and pointing and laughing. <laughs> and then the only time they let us in the truck to warm up is after they fart, you know. <laughs> Son of a bitch. I'm going to kill you. Yeah. But... Um, we got done 
right? And then they're like, all right, everybody can go home except Rick and Todd. We need you to stay for a shift change. And I was like, fuck you. (laughs) My boss said, what did you say? I don't know. That jumped out. I didn't mean it. And the other guy, the it was actually the higher ranking boss. He's just rolling laughing. <laughs> He's like, I think he said, and then repeated what I said. And he just made the other guy so mad. At that point, I had a defense, you know. They're not going to do anything. And I'm like, I'm really sorry. I'm really sorry. And we already didn't like each other, so. Because yeah. he's one of those people that got promoted because they're stupid. Hmm. And they could do less harm. <laughs> Not actually touching airplanes and just telling people what to do on the airplane. So, Yeah. Man, there's people like I that hate anywhere, isn't there? people that get promoted because they're stupid or because they're <laughs> I related. I think those people should be, you know, kneecapped and left in a ditch. I, I do. Yeah. But yeah, Ugh. the stupid one is the worst because it's like the right thing to do is let that person know, say, I'm sorry, you're just, you're not as capable as most average human beings. So accept that as your lot in life. And there's, there's a uh, bottle depots where you could probably handle that type of work. Instead, it's like, well, man, this guy's so dumb. He's going to kill somebody one of these days. He's had like three near misses this week on the forklift. Let's promote him. <laughs> <laughs> that I've seen that over and over again, like in the civilian world. Like imagine it's just the same, maybe worse in the military. <laughs> and it's uh. like, how's this guy my boss? How's he my boss? <laughs> but the one good thing about bosses like that that I found is that they'll never tell you how to do their job, how to do your job. I worked for a guy at Sanjo. <clears throat> he was the welding boss, but I ended up kind of overlapping because I was I like moving. We're doing some research stuff. Stuff had never been done before. And and uh, so I'd have to be there and we're laying out equipment. Welders would weld it in. And uh, this guy was, he was that kind of person. And people had told me stories about some of the stuff that he'd done there and some of the equipment he'd destroy. And so if we had to lift something heavy, he'd be like, okay, I want this to go over. We need to lift this in place. And he would just leave because he wouldn't know the proper way to do it. And I think he'd be tempted to give a suggestion and that would reveal just how dumb he really is. <laughs> and so any anytime there's anything going on, like actually going on, he would leave. He didn't want to be part of it. And everybody told me the reason for that is that he he wrecks things, man. Like he's, he's, he's dropped stuff on pickup trucks before. Like they say, you never, ever let him touch a crane. <laughs> you don't. But yeah. And the one nice thing with this guy is that he, he kind of knew... He acted like he knew that he was really lucky to have his job. And so he was just super jolly to everybody. Like, wasn't a jerk to anyone. Didn't act like he knew better than anyone because he didn't. You know, like you always say, if you're stupid, you better be nice. (laughs) And if you're ugly, you better be nice. (laughs) Because if you're stupid and mean, boy, that's going to get you a beating. That's for sure. Yeah. Now, if you're really, really talented, you can be a jerk because... You get away with it on your talent, you know, but <laughs> what were you going to say? Oh, I just said, yeah, I was agreeing with you. Yeah. Yeah. Just I, uh, my only foray, one of my only forays into civilian corporate world 
I was fired for going to fire someone who was stupid. Really? (laughs) Yeah, I didn't know that. I honestly didn't know that they were like related to the boss in some way, shape, fashion, or form. I think they were related to the guy's wife, actually, but. um, Oh, (laughs) that's not fair. He. He single-handedly, in five minutes, cost the company like $260,000 in damage. Wow. And I'm like, pack your stuff. You're going home. (laughs) No, I'm not. (laughs) Yes, you are. You're leaving right now. No, I'm not. You are. Wow. Are you on crack? No, but you are. You don't know who I am. (laughs) Yeah, you're the moron. Just cost our boss two hundred sixty thousand dollars. You're right, but I'm still not leaving. And dude, that's I'll be darned if it wasn't right. I mean, and wow. my boss was like, "I'm really sorry I have to do this. I, I, <laughs> I want nothing more than to keep you and bury that guy on my farm, but I can't. Why not?" Hmm. And he told me, "I'm like, but yeah, why not? You're telling me how he's related, not how you can't bury him." Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No one has to know. Yeah. So what what did you do at, in the civilian world? Like was it a mechanic job or a legal job or I'm I'm actually ashamed to say. I was one of the evil you don't have to. the most evil job titles you could ever have. I was a production manager. Production manager or a a project manager or one of a dozen other duty titles for the exact same thing. Huh? Uh, Why why do you, why do you not think that's a good title? Oh God, they're, they, um, they're horrible. They're like the worst form of middle management. Uh, I mean, so the joke goes, right? Um, yeah, but, and every Every uh, production manager I've worked with or project manager that I've worked with um, as a customer has sucked. So, you know. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's true. Because your job literally is to save the company money and make the customer happy. And you can't do both. So you're lying to somebody. And and there's a certain point where... There's not a lot of real decision making that's within your power. Oh God, there isn't. There's none. Yeah, because you always yeah. have to check with the the budgeting manager or something. You know. Yeah, you know it's funny. I've never thought of it that way. Like when you said it's like a worst form of middle management, because I was a project manager and I didn't enjoy it. I did it for seven years, but I've never really stepped back and figure out why. I was excited to get promoted. I'm like, sweet, I'm a project manager. But that's interesting. I'm glad you kind of put it like that. I I got hired. I did two jobs. uh, Completed them under budget. And the customers were immediate repeat customers for uh, bigger projects, you know. And Mm -hmm. one of those bigger projects, it went, it was like whatever the budget was, right, for their first job. The second job was like 50 times the budget. Oh, wow. I mean, I made them that happy and, hmm. and made the company money. And then the, 
the little moron relative took every bit of profit out in wow. in four minutes. <laughs> um, That's crazy. And we had leased one of those enormous uh, gin sets, industrial gin set for an entire uh, job site. Yeah, it does yeah. the generator, the AC, the heating, air production, everything, right? Mm-hmm. And they're multi, multi, multi-million dollar pieces of equipment. This one, I think, was $4.5 million. And we were leasing oh, wow. it. And this moron turned it on its side uh, four and a half minutes <laughs> after it was delivered. <laughs> so the the giant cat engine in it um, needed to be replaced and rebuilt. Wow. That's crazy. <laughs> I would like to. Those are the kind of guys that you don't ever want to work around, but you just want to watch. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, I wish I could just go in there and watch him work for a day <laughs> and see what happens. And now with social media, that stuff could be gold, right? And, and there's an entire industry on social media about job site idiots. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They show some guy there in a white hard hat just reacting yeah. to other video, you know, anyway. Yeah, the dude with the yes. glasses. <laughs> some of those are hilarious. Oh, they man. are. Looks to the left, yep. play a clip. Looks Absolutely. to the right, plays another one. I like those. And the guy that fired me, um, the same guy who hired me, but the guy that fired me, he, uh, he called me like four days after he fired me. He's like, um, can I pay you as a uh, independent contractor? No. Hmm. Is Tommy still there? Yeah. No. Mm-hmm. Why? Because I'll go to jail for accidentally running him over with a forklift seventeen <laughs> <Yeah>. times. <laughs> Todd, stop! <laughs> Todd, stop! I can't hear you. Todd, stop! Um, where are you going you're going back and forth i'm making sure the transmission's working in this thing (laughs) todd you ran over a guy did i (laughs) i'm still not convinced about the transmission he's not a real human trust me that's right the uh no but he he was desperate to try to find a way to recover that lost job he was um like you know I don't want to, but it's the right thing to do. I'll tell you exactly where to uh, recover that. And it's not on this job, but it's on this other one. And mm. I told him, he, and he did it. And he's like, oh, my God. I, I, I We broke even off both jobs. Thank you so much. I'm like, not after you pay my invoice. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> you know, he never did That's pay crazy. me. Jerk. Any whatever, uh, probably hmm. three years later, I saw him and uh, he's like, Hey, you want to work for me? No, you never paid me. What I never paid you, no. And uh, he uh, he told me, I, I, I put an invoice, you're telling me you never got paid. No, why didn't you tell me? 
and they did some checking and uh, somebody else related the I wanted to fire a guy just threw away the invoice. Hmm. God, you need to clean up your that's company. I'm never working for you again. That's crazy. You can't hire relatives and then mistreat your other people this way. If I'm going to hire you, you're going to be treated equal unless you're my mm-hmm. wife, right? Yeah. Um, that's just the way it is. Uh, hmm. Sorry. That's crazy. Because <clears throat> I've seen so yeah. many, I mean, nothing but bad feelings off of stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Either you're going to hire only relatives, right? Because relatives can work with other relatives that are idiots. You know, mm-hmm. the the just right before the crane shows up, you send Bob for a fucking snack run. Sorry for, for the language, yeah, yeah. but um, yeah, got to send him for a snack run so he's not there. Yeah, you, you know how to get around it. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah, I don't know if I could, uh, I mean, obviously I could, but how long has it been since I've actually worked for anyone else? Mm. I don't know, I should, I should check. I know a couple of people I could it, work for, but I, I don't want to, you know? Yeah. Um. Actually, I, I, I take know, that I, back. I actually may be working for somebody here soon. Really? For free. Doing what? I want to work for free just for experience. Oh. And doing what? Uh, it's been a while since I've worked any kind of heavy equipment. So I may go volunteer, quote unquote, my time to get to refamiliarize myself with some heavy equipment. Yeah, yeah. That'd be cool. Yeah. Right on. So there's a aircraft company called De Havilland. <clears throat> oh yes, I love old De Havillands. Yeah. Well, they're building a manufacturing plant about five minutes from where I live, and they're hiring. They're on like a mass hiring thing right now. Which uh, and, what's the factory going to be for? Uh, they're water bombers. Yes. If I if I remember, I'm pretty sure it's their water bombers. They're moving it from Quebec here to here. <laughs> uh, yeah, go figure, right? <laughs> Too expensive to work in Quebec, and nobody does anything. <laughs> but yeah, like literally, uh, I, I get in my car, and I could be at this place in about five to seven minutes. And they've got these ads. They're hiring like crazy. I think it's is it 2,500 or 3,000 jobs. So, I mean, I, I'm, I think it's kind of exciting. It also kind of sucks because all of a sudden traffic's going to get intense around here, obviously. Uh, real estate, pow-pow, you know, it's going to be worth it. It's going to be booming. Um, but they have they have all these ads out, and Kobe doesn't enjoy where he's working right now. He doesn't like it, and I get it. You know, being a laborer in a, in a metal fabrication shop isn't everybody's dream. Um. And they've got, so it's, it's kind of, I don't know exactly what it is, but it's some type of assembly. You're assembling components for these airplanes. And they have, it's a six-week training that they give you. Was it While they're training, I think they pay 32 an hour. 
And then depending on how you come out of that and your competency level, they'll determine what you're going to make. And it is more than your training wage. And so I thought, and like the only grade 12 is a requirement. Previous mechanical experience is an asset, but they just need people. And so I I didn't talk to Kobe because they called him. He applied for it. And I think he had a phone interview yesterday, but I don't know exactly how it went. But I mean, that would be a, that'd be a pretty good job for a young man, you know? Like here, minimum wage is 17 bucks an hour. And it's hard to get ahead. I mean, everything's so expensive, but if you could be making like 30, 35 bucks an hour, that, that makes a difference. So, and Isaiah wants, Isaiah want, would like to get a job there after he graduates too. And I thought, man, that's beautiful. Like five minutes from home, like that's phenomenal. And now they put in like this, in between here and there, they put in a new gas station and there's like a, oh, what is it, a Burger King, an a and, uh, KFC, and there's still a couple little places in this little thing. So I'm like, hopefully they put a Tim Hortons or something in. That'd be, that'd be phenomenal, man. You live out in the country, you drive five minutes to your job, you got a Timmy's on the way. What more can you ask for in life, you know? <laughs> that'd be kind of cool. But, um, yeah, I don't think I've worked for, I want to check. I got to figure out when it was that I uh, got laid off, but I don't think I've worked for someone for over 10 years. I think the longer you go, the more unemployable you become. You know how bad it is? <laughs> I mean, seriously, for a historically French aircraft manufacturer to move out of French Canada? Yeah. <laughs> it's hilarious. It, it, I know. And it, it makes perfect sense. And in a certain sense, it's like, well, it's about time you smartened up. <laughs> Why would anybody do business and go back? <laughs> I've worked on a, uh, it- help rebuild a de Havilland uh, rotary engine. Really? Uh, back when I was living in England, it was part of a, we volunteered at one at a British Aerospace Museum, helping rebuild one. Hmm. The whole airplane. It was pretty cool. That's cool. That's really cool. Yeah, fun stuff. Yeah, no, so that'd be kind of cool. Yeah, I get that job. again. I think working on airplanes was some of the, you know, one of the best jobs on the earth. But hmm. you know, not necessarily for feeding your family, but. Mm. A union factory job would be, you know, working on airplanes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but unions. Even though I'm staunchly anti-union. Yeah, I am too. From what they were created to do, they sure have changed. You know what I mean? Well, it's almost like everything else, you know. Yeah. It's true. <laughs> like our government. Yeah. <laughs> it was created and it was not a bad idea at the time. And then all of a sudden you have career politicians and it's it's different. <laughs> we brought in leaders of countries back in the early days of the countries. It wasn't to have this massive group of it's people. It's pretty funny because <laughs> I was listening to a guy uh, this week uh, talk about and giving facts, not, this is my opinion, giving hard, concrete, researchable facts. He said, 
this is what's so sad. In less than 200 and uh, less than 300 years, we've gone from a group of people that revolted. They started a war they couldn't possibly win and won it over freedom and taxes when they have more freedom and more and they had more they had more freedom and they paid less taxes per capita than today America people are just begging for more more government mhm really it is weird hey eh, you know whatever yep oh yeah we're about to I guess that's a little late in the in the show. Got to get, got to get on with the day soon. But um, we ended off last episode saying we need to get back into some more politics talk. <laughs> we should maybe we but should just like we fire. Could, we could go on the biggest rant and make up the most horrific things we could think of, and it still wouldn't be as bad as what's really going on in our governments. I mean, it's mm-hmm. stupid. Yeah. I, I just try not to even think about it because it, it makes me want to, you know, bite sheetrock. But yeah, actually, you know, uh, there's a I, one glitter of hope probably that I've seen in the last little while in our provincial government. Our premier, um, they implemented their new policy on gender, whatever. Um, like their gender identity, whatever. So, and I think this is phenomenal. I can't believe we've gone here. Obviously, there's a good base of conservatives here, but they're making it so that no one is allowed to take gender hormone therapy until they are 16, like 16 years old. Because there's there's kids nowadays, and they're foisting it on these kids. They're pushing it on them, and it's like, Kids that are 10 years old saying like, yeah, I'm ready to transition. They'd start giving them estrogen blockers or whatever it is they do on a chem- by a chemical standpoint. And so they're saying nobody's allowed to take anything that will affect their, their gender until they're at least 16. And even then they have to do it with their parents' consent because they're like up until now, it's kind of like, no, this is who they say they are. It doesn't matter what their parents say. And she, she approached, I, I saw the speech that she did she said we want to make sure that people are of the age where they can understand the impact of what they're doing rather than doing it based on peer pressure or what they think might be popular and it's true it's like okay we won't let these kids drink alcohol or buy cigarettes until they're 18 but you're gonna let them change their gender like if we if we don't think they can be trusted to drive a car until they're 16, how could they be trusted to make a life-altering decision at age 12? And so um, so many people are just, especially in Ottawa, there's a lot of people that are coming out against her. But I'm like, good for you. And she said, you know what? We want, we are going to provide a space where everyone uh, will be respected regardless of what their gender beliefs are. And I agree with that too, right? Now, my personal opinion is one thing. But I'm not going to, if you say I'm going to transition, I'm not going to attack you for that. You know what? It's not even my my right to say that that's wrong. But if you're going to say that, you know what? My eight-year-old boy wants to be a girl, that is not okay. And if there's an eight-year-old boy that says, I want to be a girl, it's like, you know what? 
okay, you know what? That's fine. But why don't you just have a little bit of experience? Just grow up a little bit, make this decision later on in life. Think about it. And so I think it's great they did that. And they're implementing it. And then you nobody can actually get an, any actual uh, altering surgeries until they're 18. And that makes sense. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. In almost a state's legal drinking age is 21. In Canada, well, in Alberta, it's 18. So if you won't let someone drink alcohol till they're 18, why would you let them mutilate their body before that? Like, that's so I think that was one glimmer of hope in, in the political scene. I was like, wow, not everything is going to hell in a handbasket. So I thought that was good. Look at this. That's the first time we've had positive political talk on this show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i think i guess the truck trucker com, trucker convoy was good and the lifting of the mandates was good yeah i mean yeah. you know it's <clears throat> you know i i i believe uh, i believe that no matter how you want to look at it honestly whether you want to look purely science or biology or religion no matter how you look at it, there's only two genders, you know, male and female. And because we're not frogs, so we can't change at will when there's a down spike in population. Uh, mm-hmm. And if you're, you know, 21 and you truly believe that you're the other gender, um, it's a mental health issue. That's my opinion. No. Mm-hmm. Am I going to force that on you? No. Yep. But, but, if you want any kind of reassignment, it should come out of your own pocket. There should be no, you know, socialized welfare version of gender reassignment. Mm-hmm. I agree. Sorry. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> no. Yeah, it, it's just like if I want to become a doctor, I've got to make that happen myself. I better pay for that education myself. It's not like the government says, you want to identify as a doctor? Okay, we'll put you through. We'll put you up and send you to med school. It's on us. Don't worry. And that's so, kind of so funny I, you just said that, the way you said it. Because that's actually something I was going to text you about earlier in the week. Um for a possible subject for the today's podcast. And I just didn't cause you know, uh, mm-hmm. I do not believe and you cannot convince me otherwise. Cause I've thought about this for years, you know, that such a big sweeping, uh, societal movement right now that, uh, to really browbeat kids with the, uh, mantra, you can do anything you believe you want to do. Mm. No, you can't. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you can do anything that you have the interest and physical and mental acumen to do. Right? Mm-hmm. But you can't do anything. That, you can't be anything you want to be. And yeah. that's a problem. Uh, mm-hmm. with, with these kids having, you know, these millennials and whatever today saying, Oh, you be anything you want to be. And then 
I want to be a doctor, a lawyer, an astronaut, and you have a 37 IQ. No, you can't. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. it, no. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, you're dumb. <laughs> you, have to, you have to positively reinforce for your children. Absolutely. You have to do it um, obtainably, though. Mm-hmm. You can be anything you want. It works until they're like six. Yeah. Then you have to be, you can be anything you can be. Yeah. <laughs> you can be anything you're capable of. Exactly. Because <laughs> I saw, and, and this might actually get us canceled, as innocuous as, as it's going to sound. We watched um, America's Got Talent this past week. Mm-hmm. And there was a one-legged dancer on there performing. (laughs) And this is the example I would use of what he was taught growing up. You can be anything you want to be. Don't let the world hold you back. I want to be a one-legged dancer. Somebody should have went, um, okay, but maybe we should think, focus on your mind a little bit. Yeah, that's right. Because he looked like, what? I, I, there's no easy way for me to say it, so I'm just going to say this. He was making a fool out of himself up there. In yeah. my humble opinion, I wouldn't laugh at him. I wouldn't dream of laughing at him because he was trying the absolute best he can be. You know, he could trying the best he could, but I'm not going to point and laugh. And in fact, I don't even yeah. want to make a joke about it, but um, I'm, I'm there are other <laughs> things that he could be. Yeah. Right. Cause this is yeah. for a contest for a Vegas act, a multi a million dollar Vegas act. No, you're not going to, no one's going to pay to see you except the point and laugh. Yeah. I mean, come on. Yeah. Good join the circus. Maybe. I mean, you can't have a one legged dancer. You can't have a one arm juggler. Sorry. Um, yeah. In fact, in fact, you could probably be a one-armed juggler because you can use your feet for that, like hacky sack, mm-hmm. right? That's true. But yeah. you can't. Yeah. And he proved on that stage oh, you can't one-legged <clears throat> dance. Sorry. Unless he did break dancing. No, he he kind of tried. <laughs> you know. He could do all the spins and all the, you know, the stuff on your hands. He tried. No, oh, okay. <laughs> That's funny. That should be the title. No, it won't. <laughs> the title of this episode, The One-Legged legged Dancer. <laughs> People call it One-Legged Breakdancing. Anyways, I should um, I should get out of here. Uh, Steph's almost back, and then we got to get some signs done, take them in, and got a lot of running around to do today. But it's a good podcast, Todd. Yeah. So it was great chatting with you. Absolutely. I and, love uh, it, love it, love it. Yeah. Paul just had to be a little later today. Just crazy schedule so far, but we got her in. No problem. We were just waiting on Roger to pull his head out of his butt. That's right. That's right. Cool. And thanks, uh, thanks to all you listeners. And uh, we should see you again next week. Absolutely. <laughs>